to Navigating the Spectrum with Michelle Portlock. I'm your host, Michelle Portlock, and I am so happy to have you with us today. Today, I have a special guest. Her name is Nina Bowling, and Nina... Nina received her master's degree in curriculum and instruction, applied behavior analysis from Arizona State University. She's also completed her post-masters in autism studies at Johns Hopkins University. She is currently working on her doctorate degree in transformative action in education at University of Pacific. And she has two years providing direct treatment to children affected by autism spectrum disorder. She is a mother of four, Um, with three children being officially diagnosed on the autism spectrum and also with speech and language delays. Nina, thank you so much for being here with us today. Hi, good morning. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. Just as like a frame of reference for those listening, Nina and I were in the same master's program and I was telling her earlier that if I ever felt stumped in on a project or an assignment, I'd usually reach out to her because she's as smart as they come. So I'm excited for her to share her expertise. (laughs) It is true. So Nina, I am just going to jump right in. My first question for you is, um, I'd love it if you'd share your experience with autism. 18 so of course 18 years ago he had this you know speech and language delay and sensory issues um so uh my first interest in autism came about when he was displaying those symptoms he wasn't really officially diagnosed until he was six years old Mm -hmm. but when my daughter came she is now six years old but six years ago she was displaying the same symptoms as my 18 year old 18 years ago Mm -hmm. and I said oh boy I need to get her checked you know so yeah I've had uh, I was exposed to autism 18 years ago because of my son and now I became sort of obsessed with it because because of the power of early intervention and early detection I've also experienced autism with my best friend uh, my childhood best friend she has a brother with autism spectrum disorder and years ago how long has that been I didn't know about autism and then Mm -hmm. I became a teen mom and I here we are yeah (laughs) Um, yeah so it's just is that how you knew is that how you suspected it could be autism what took you in the direction um, of autism for your first child Sort of. Um, I guess I, I will say I came to this field because of my eldest child. Um, just knowing the display, he's on the, um, we're not supposed to say high functioning and low functioning, but he, he is nonverbal and he um, has aggression and property destruction. So, I came to this field because at first I was really scared of the behaviors he was displaying and engaging in, and I didn't know how to handle it. Mm-hmm. And now that I know how to handle it, I can tell other parents, hey, it's okay, confident, you know, be strong. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just like that saying, you know, if mm-hmm. you don't know, then just do better. And mm-hmm. you know, if you know better, then just 
whatever that saying is. Oh yeah, do the best you can until you know better. Then when you know better, do better. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I was also a scared mom, and then um, I just learned about it, and here we are. Wow, that is that's a journey, and I'm actually grateful that you've been on it with me because. I feel like although it's been autism has been my journey too, I learn from other parents who are experiencing it too. So um, I always appreciate when others share their their stories. Actually, something you said made me want to ask you another question, and I know you'll know the answer, but a lot of uh, specialists, autism specialists, particularly those that are diagnosing our children, say autism level one, autism level two, autism level level three. And then there is, like you said, that term that people use as high functioning autism, low functioning autism. So tell me what the appropriate vocabulary is to use when you're talking about an autism diagnosis with your child. I would say whatever they're displaying, nonverbal, verbal, what do you call it? anything because low functioning my son he is nonverbal but he understands a lot Mm -hmm. like a lot and I'm surprised how much he understands he um his first language even though he's nonverbal he was spoken to in Tagalog which is our Filipino language Mm -hmm. And um, he was never spoken to, maybe he was spoken to minutely in English, but Mm -hmm. when we started, when we decided that he, we should just mainly speak English to him, Mm -hmm. he was able to pick it up right away. Like, did you wash your hands? Did you go to the toilet? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, snap time is later. And he understood it. For me to like label him low functioning, Mm -hmm. Um, I don't agree with. Um, he is high functioning in his level, you know? Gotcha. So. And I... What I've noticed, though, is that even still autism specialists will will give you a level one, level two, level three diagnosis. But that isn't necessarily how well they function necessarily. It is more due to the types of supports that your child needs. Yeah. And I like that because it does help. Um, It's not really something that is supposed to be negative. Mm -hmm. But um, I do like to pursue what led you to pursue the degrees that you've pursued in your own life um like I said I became obsessed with it um we have a regional center here at Central Valley who funds early intervention Mm -hmm. and so when they started coming in my house and mind you my daughter was just 15 months at that time Mm. and they were going to do ABA therapy on my 15 month old (laughs) who are you guys what are you guys doing what is that you know Uh 
curious at everything that they do and I was just like oh man you guys are so cool yeah I want to be like you oh. so that's how I've gotten into it she went from nonverbal, so nonverbal. you know if we're gonna do level one level two level three mm-hmm. she was at one point at level three gotcha um she she would just, you know, tantrum all day long, can't say any word, not even one word. She started speaking at three. Um, for me to see that transition from nonverbal to how she wouldn't even shut up now. Because <laughs> you know, like, she's just talking on and on and on. I just thought, wow, I, I want to be part of that. I want to be part of transforming lives and you know just making parents happy just you know they're not I guess I dwelled on the on this idea of being a mother I'm sorry oh <laughs> um that you know oh when we have children I want them to be honor students and I want them to do uh, go to like a dance competition all these dreams that I've never achieved in my life I wanted sure. for my children and you dwell on that but then you know of course I, I have children on the spectrum and they're just as magical mm. I, I don't care about academics anymore they do they, they have their struggles but sure. our life is beautiful and and they make me happy. So I love that so much. This is one reason I am drawn to you because you have such a beautiful heart and I appreciate you being willing to share that. And I, I actually will say I have felt very similar. There are some areas that my children really excel in and then some areas where there are definite delays, particularly in the social emotional realm. And I just decided that they can be both particularly challenging and particularly rewarding. And it's just part of the journey. And I've accepted that. And it's brought so much more peace in our home. So um, it's that love that we can bring into our home. And it also not just changes things for us in our own homes, but it's also good, I think, for other parents to see that it's possible. It is possible. It is. What would you say that you've learned? You've kind of mentioned this a little bit, but what have you learned about yourself through the experience of autism within your home? I guess I've learned that I care so much and I have learned through my children that it's okay not to care because they're happy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've learned that I'm patient mm-hmm. and I persevere on things that I put myself into. I guess I never knew my potential until I got put in this situation that I have to work really hard for my children mm. just so that I, I, I'll have that peace of mind that when my husband and I are gone, mm-hmm. they will be okay because I did something about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I never thought I'd finish master's, the master's program or even 
my bachelor's degree, but I did. I don't know if I can say the same if I wasn't put in this situation where I have three children on the spectrum. Will mm-hmm. I really pursue my doctorate degree? I don't know. Sure. Um, I was lazy 10 years ago. So, <laughs> so yeah. Um, I cannot imagine you being lazy. Those don't seem to go together. <laughs> so, Wow. It's, it's just a, there's just beauty in this journey. And I feel like autism stretches us to places that feel uncomfortable initially, but then we kind of stretch into it and we realize, Hey, I have the ability to do this. And I didn't know I did before, but this has stretched me beyond what I thought I was able to do as a parent. My husband always reminds me, like, he he was like, would you really be a, are you, would you really become a BCBA or would you have pursued that venue if you didn't, if Chloe um, didn't have autism? Mm-hmm. And I was like, probably not. I'd mm-hmm. probably be, like, in the nutrition area or, you know, I used to work at Stanford Hospital and I would have been, you know, pursuing that. Mm-hmm that field in autism. So mm-hmm. it's a blessing in disguise. It is a blessing in disguise. One thing that we were discussing earlier was um, how you've had professionals come into your home and really just help your children thrive. Can you tell us more about what that experience was like and what kinds of professionals were coming into your home? So, you know, coming in uh, my homes are BCBAs, RBTs, so um, registered behavior technician. I had early interventionists come in my home. And, you know, I thought at first not being exposed to, you know, behavior analysts and behavior technicians, I thought someone that would help my children will be like doctors or psychologists. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, that that's so expensive. Like they're gonna come in and out and and you know work on my children for hours and sure. have to pay them, you know? Mm-hmm. But seeing the uh, we weren't exposed to BCBAs and RBTs, seeing this these professionals just made me so curious and mm-hmm. um, I didn't know they existed but um, <laughs> now I am one of them yes so, um, it's, and you'll still be surprised how many moms are like what do you guys do like, well, how did you do this? <laughs> what did they go to and I'm like yeah I know um, I, I stop explaining I just say oh I'm an autism therapist or I'll say I'm a um, I forgot what I said, but... Oh, so you're a psychologist. No, no, we're not. So what what Nina is talking about, for those of you that are listening, BCBAs, if you're unfamiliar with that, that's a board certified behavior analyst. It takes, it requires a master's program and then you take a certification test, which is, uh, I did not, I chose not to take that test and and to jump into um, creating, navigating the spectrum. Um, But so I have my master's in behavior therapy, but... I chose not to become a board certified behavior analyst um, for my own reasons. So I have respect because I've heard that test is really challenging too. <laughs> <laughs> I think you 
have your, you know, you have a beautiful business and I wish to have mine too someday, maybe, like when I'm not juggling so many. Yes, you, you definitely have a lot going on. So, well, Nina, is there anything that you feel like, like if you had something you could share with other parents who were raising children on the autism spectrum, what would you say to those parents? I would say be strong, be confident, be your child's advocate. I was lucky enough to have so many advocates for my children, but if I didn't meet those people, my children wouldn't be where they're at today, um, mm-hmm. you know, mainstream than school or, you know, just going from nonverbal to verbal. Mm-hmm. You have to be strong for your children and mm-hmm. just know that the power of early intervention and early detection, um, the earlier, the better, and everything is going to be okay. <laughs> Yes. Thank you so much for joining us today and for sharing your thoughts and your knowledge. And for those of you listening, um, if you need extra help, um, feel free to reach out to me. My webpage is michelleportlock.com and that's Michelle with one L. You can also go to my Insta page, which is navigating.the.spectrum and you can sign up for the weekly newsletter. Thanks again, Nina. I appreciate you being here. Thank you.